and October 7 and 9, right here, I'm going to do a class on prayer ministry training. That's training for how to pray for other people. Like we have altar calls here, and we have people up front who are praying. If you want to learn how to pray for other people in a personal way, like with laying on of hands, you're welcome to come to that. And uh, I'll give you the booklet free. I wrote a booklet on prayer ministry. So I'm going to put these right here. We just want you to sign up for it, and we'll, uh, we'll let you know next week uh, how you sign up. Next week, we're going to be commissioning Steve and Jenna. Are they here? You back there? Okay. They're around. Are they? I don't see them. Are they in there? Okay. Well, we'll, we'll be commissioning them next week. So if you'd like to be a part of supporting people, and you, you want to support uh, a ministry like that? You know, there's a lot of opportunities here to give. And I'd urge you not to wait till you get rich to start giving. Because it's not, a much, not how much you have. It's how much you have left. And so we'd encourage you to, to give when you don't have a lot. Good. Eric, if you would uh, get that movie going. We're going to watch a movie about the harvest. And uh, I want to say something to all of you that bodily exercise profits something. It doesn't profit everything. And when we read that, we get the impression that that means, well, it doesn't profit very much, so we don't want to do that. That's just not what he says. There is profit to bodily exercise. Just wonder, how many of you do exercise? How many of you do? Okay. That's good. I'm 69, and I I do exercises. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show you one exercise that I do. That uh, I'm just gonna show it to you, because I don't I don't think anybody can do it. I don't I don't think any of you guys can do it. And I'm gonna yeah really, and because I've uh, I didn't even know I could do it until I did it. And I saw a guy do it in high school, and I said no that doesn't look possible. And and here's my point. Here's what I'm here's what I'm saying to you. That we're in this for the long haul. And I want to stay I want to stay fit. And this isn't this isn't this isn't going after anybody. It's saying I want to I want to care. I want to do temple maintenance so that I'm fit. I don't want to die from a heart attack too early. A lot of good people die too early because they don't keep their body fit. Do you understand what I'm saying? you understand what I've said? So I want you to, to, wherever you are, whatever your situation, as best you can. I don't go to a gym. I just exercise in my room. Today I did just three sets of sit-ups. That was my, and it took me about four minutes to do that. I do it, and as I do it, I sense God's presence. It's For me, it's like worship. I feel his presence when I'm doing exercises because I feel like I'm pleasing him because I play host to the God of the universe right in right in here. I'm the host. And so Holy Spirit within, I want the Holy Spirit to have a have a place that I'm praying that I'll live a long life. And I don't want to I'd rather not live the last five years in a bed. I'd rather I'd like to hit the tape running. And I want you to to do that. So I don't give this exhortation very often, and I've never done this for you guys before, and I'm only doing it to say that 
you do things over the long haul. I think the reason I can do this is I've been doing sit-ups for probably 30 years. I've probably done 20,000 sit-ups. And so I, I didn't even know I could do this. But uh, here's what I'm going to do. Oh, wow. Let's come in, everybody. Let's see this. Oh, yeah. Two, Jesus wanted to get to the heart of an issue, he told a parable, a story that people would never forget. When I was a kid, something happened to me that I'll never forget. It changed my life forever. Dinner was the best time for our family. 
David would talk non-stop about being a cowboy. And Charlie over there, he was always making us laugh. Dinner was certainly my brother Bobby's favorite time of the day. I'm Jerry, the oldest. I kind of had to watch out for these little guys. Mom and Dad sure had their hands full. And they used every opportunity to teach us something new about the farm and hard work. Mostly about love and respect. I guess you could say we were a pretty close family. Our farm was big, with wheat fields stretching as far as my eyes could see. Dad worked hard planting those fields, and by the end of the summer, the wheat would be ripe and the harvest would be ready to bring in. He'd say to us, Boys, when the harvest is ready, we have to be ready. Or we could lose the whole crop. I knew how important the harvest was, and I never doubted for a minute we'd be ready. But it wasn't harvest time yet. And on the farm, we had a lot of other work to keep us busy, like saddling up and moving our cattle to the south pasture. <laughs> Riding with Dad and Uncle John was always an adventure. And even when things were a little more than I could handle, Dad still believed in me. And somehow it always worked out. Once the job was done, before heading home, we talked, just as men, about hard work, good friends, and of course, the harvest. I never left that pasture without learning something important from my dad. And I never left without bringing home something special for Mom. While we waited for our wheat to ripen, Charlie and I would help Dad haul hay. The two of us would work as hard as we could to see how many bales of hay we could bring in. You see, the more we brought in, the more we could brag to our friends when we went to town on Saturday. I remember that day because it was really hot hotter than usual, even for July. And though my dad never complained, I could tell he was having one of those headaches. Sure thing, Dad. But we finished bringing in the hay and went straight to work on the combine so it would be ready for the harvest. It always amazed me how much work Dad could do. And I worked right along beside him. Like he did so often, Dad took us for a walk through the fields that night. The setting sun made everything warm and golden. Dad used to tell Bobby that God painted it that way just for us. We talked about the day we had together. We talked about the harvest. It wouldn't be long now. Dad said it was going to be a great harvest. It had been a long day, and I slept hard that night. So hard I didn't hear what was happening in our house. The next morning, I woke to voices, familiar voices, but they seemed out of place so early in the day. Why were they here? I wondered what was happening. Come on, let's go. I 
heard mom and grandma talking in whispered voices. Then mom called us all together. Jerry, Charlie, Davy, I need to talk to you. Something has happened to your father. I looked into her eyes. I knew it was bad. Last night, he became very ill. We tried to help him. But there was nothing we could do. Your daddy died. Your daddy's in heaven. My dad was gone. In an instant, our lives were changed forever. His headaches. We thought it was just the heat. Time seemed to stand still. It hurt so much, and it felt like it would never go away. Lord, you know what a terribly hard time it is for us right now. We thank you so much for being here for us. Mom did her best to keep going. Mealtime was the hardest, though. We prayed for strength. We needed each other now more than ever. We missed him so much. The next few days were busy ones. Uncle John was the first one there to lend a hand. We all pulled together to help things along. Even our friend Amy would come by and help us with our chores. We'd walk through the fields talking and trying to make sense of it all. I remember your dad saying... It was Amy who reminded me that when my dad needed help, he would pray. And she thought that maybe we should too. We did pray. And we talked about the good times and tried to look ahead. But ahead, all I saw were problems. I was worried about the harvest. It was coming soon, and like Dad said, if we weren't ready, we'd lose the whole crop. I couldn't let that happen. I didn't want to lose the harvest. I didn't want to let Dad down. Being the oldest such a responsibility. For the first time in my life, I was really afraid. I prayed that God would send someone to help. I thought that things would get better, but they only seemed to get worse. The weather got hotter and hotter. And the wheat was ripening sooner than anyone expected. My worst fears were coming true. With Dad gone, there was no one to work in the fields. It was hard, but Mom, all of us, kept praying. It was early morning, and Charlie and I were at the barn feeding our horses. I used to love this time of the day. 
but now it was just a reminder that we were one day closer to losing our wheat. It was usually pretty quiet around our farm, but this morning there was a sound, faint, off in the distance at first, a kind of roar that was getting stronger and louder.
that's what we did with our harvest. And it's a day I'll never forget. Anybody here been involved in a harvest like that and growing up on a farm and, and done some harvesting? A few of you. You know what it feels like. Let's just share for a moment what you saw there. If you're in the back, speak good and loud so that we can all hear together. Let's just share what we, what we saw, what we sensed, what we felt. Desperation. What was that? That's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, it was a big harvest, wasn't it? Did you have something there, Chris? Such an appreciation for what was being harvested. Yeah, there was a lot of joy. It almost didn't seem like work. They were they were seemed to be having so much fun. There was unity within the harvesting Deep unity. They all worked together. Didn't it make you want to work with other other Christians, not just here, 
but to work with others. One of our prayer meetings that we had about the harvest, the word came about uh, putting putting gasoline on the fires of other ministries. And I thought, what a wonderful thing if we could support other ministries. John Tolo is coming here the, October 1st to share about ministries that he's involved in and ministries in the city. And I'd love to 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 help him do what he's doing. Love to help Trinity Works. I love that they started a a boot camp on Saturday and there were 80 to 100 people there. Ben Ben gave the opening word on a passion for for the end times and how wonderful that we can support one another that we're not it. We're not big stuff. We're just a part of the team that's coming in because it's urgent. And that's why we're talking about the harvest these days, because uh, we don't want to see it rot. We don't want to see people trash and going to hell because no one encountered them. And unfortunately, that's happening. And so there's work to be done. There's an urgency. But there's a sense at, at the same time of real joy and expectation. There's going to be a harvest. And we're going to have a part in it. What could be more exciting you know, we could be ingrown and just do our own thing. You know, that's important to do our, do our own thing some of the time so that we're built up. But then the purpose is to take it out there. It's not simply to invite people here, but it's to take it out there, to go to their turf. So we're going to talk a little more about that in a moment. But any, any other observations that you have from the movie? What, what did you feel? Anticipation. Anticipation. Let's let that grow within us in these days. Let's, let's allow an anticipation to grow inside of us. We're going to make a difference. This little group is going to make a difference. In the Twin Cities, maybe in Minnesota, maybe in the world. Young adult communities that started to pray together down through the centuries did not know that they were going to have a worldwide impact, and some of them did. At least seven of them did. A worldwide impact, seven or eight people coming together to pray and believe in God, growing in anticipation, saying that their life was of no value to themselves. They were going to, they were going to pay the price. They were going to go for it regardless. And they were bold people that believed in God, and that's what we sang about a moment ago. Other feelings. Feeling was a big part of this, just f- getting a feel Anybody get choked up as you saw that saw those combines coming? Oh, isn't that moving? Just to see the people coming, they almost lost it. They could have lost the whole thing. They tragedy had hit their home, and now neighbors came together. They're going to be families that recover because we go to the harvest. They're going to be individuals that are isolated. People are going to be uh, healed physically. Because we're going to the harvest. We're not just staying at home and being comfortable. What would be worse than just being comfortable in ourselves and keeping it to ourselves? What a tragedy if that were to happen. There it is. You got to do it. That's a good feeling to have. It's out there. They're out. They're across the street. They're around. You asked what uh, feelings you had when the, uh, you saw the combines coming over. Yeah. And as you remember, I leaned over to you and I said, this is the prophetic word that was given to us that we're going to be working with other ministries. Mm-hmm. When I saw all those combines and machines working to 
together. And then, as you remember, uh, in the story, they, they talked about these two guys working together. Well, uh, you know, they wouldn't usually work together, but they had the same goal. And then the Lord brought unity. So that really ministered to me. And to say, too, on the mission field, so when you're in the harvest, it's a mission field. You know where the enemy wants to break things up? Right among the Christians. Right among the workers. We've seen this many times in on the mission field where I grew up in Japan and other fields. You hear the missionaries always talk about that. So that would be a warning and to see when you're working together, see how what unity. You know, the Lord says in yeah. the Psalms how good and how pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. There's even a dance about that. Oh, my. An Israeli dance. I bet you could do that dance. <laughs> yeah, so, so we don't badmouth other ministries. We bless other ministries. Let's just call some out. There are other combines working here. Just call out some of the ministries in the Twin Cities. Let's, let's just bless them. It's, a, it's like a prayer. Just speak it out. Yes. 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 Yes, 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 yes. Bless them all, God. Bless churches. Bless pastors. Bless congregations. Grant us a unity, O God. Grant us the privilege of going low and of serving other ministries, of making them successful, O God. It's not about us. It's not about a name. Lord, spare us from thinking that we need a name. We want others to have a name. We want Jesus to have the name, the name that is above every other name. And so we want to go low. We want to do whatever we can to serve in the harvest. Anything more? We're going to do, we're going to do a couple more things now. We want to pray together, uh, and we want to uh, have some ministries where we see uh, a focus, and we believe that God is going to give some of you a focus even tonight. There are different areas in the harvest that we will go to. We won't all go to the same place. When Karen's mom, they left uh, yesterday morning for California, she said that when she was a girl that her job was to take food out to those who were working in the harvest. So that was her part in the harvest. So everybody's got a part to play. Anything else? Yeah. Yeah, there were enough there. There were enough. Let's pray that there will be enough. Let's pray that there will be enough in the Twin Cities. We'll pray that in a little bit. But now, uh, uh, Brandon, come on up and introduce the two that we're, uh, we're looking at. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, two people that are going to share tonight about uh, some vision that God's given them, uh, a heart for specific places in the harvest. And so I just want to invite Ben Fisher to come up and Molly um, Riley to come up as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ben's uh, Ben is transitioning. You're transitioning into being more exclusively in Anoka where you're living, um, and so he's going to share about what God is is doing there and the heart that God's given him for Anoka. Yeah. Yeah. So just real brief. Some years ago. Um, when I first came back into the kingdom, I, I experienced a prodigal season in which I was away from the Lord. And uh, when I came back to the Lord, it was just such a glorious experience. And 
And I was so happy to be a believer, to be a Christian once again. It was so good that God welcomed me back and got filled with the Spirit a week later, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and spoke in other tongues. God just brought it all back. It was just so great. I was on a, a, a Christian college campus at the time, and then right away um, was getting involved in the chapel services that were going on there. And they were they were fiery chapel services. The Spirit would come so powerfully. It was a Pentecostal, um, I think, Assemblies of God type of seminary, if, uh, seminary college, if that makes sense. And anyway, um, at some point, there was a guest speaker who came to that chapel service, and he was sharing about some of the things that God had released him to do overseas. And that was to um, to be a, a, a liaison for the press. And um, over in the Iraq conflict, when it first broke out, not George Bush Sr., not, not, not George Bush, um, George, not George W., George Bush, President George Bush. Um, so when, when this is this was uh, about 13 years ago now. And so he was sharing some testimonies that he was bringing back. At any rate, um, it was a great message, but towards the end of his message, he began to talk about a bunch of signs that he saw in which um, Afghani and, and just uh, people of that part of the world were trying to translate, um, advertise their stores in a way that would make sense to Western people, but it turned out to be a bunch of sexual innuendos. So the guy snapped some pictures because he thought it was funny. And so after he gave this talk, he showed all this stuff, and the whole place burst burst out laughing. And they they were rolling in their seats. And this was this is a place that regularly saw the, the glory of God come in such power. It just felt like the whole place was vibrating. And I was so appalled by that. I couldn't believe. I thought, well, we're Christians now. Surely we don't do this anymore. And then I talked to my RA, who was a spiritual leader to that particular floor that I was on. And he said to me, I think you're struggling with the sin of judgment. And that was how he responded to me. And I shut up, and I didn't understand this. And I was I was so bothered by this. And I began to realize as I was looking around at the church culture, this is where America was, that the that American church has been slipping further and further away. And that's actually the reason why America is in the condition it's in. And so I have a passion to see the church revived and to actually see the lost come in. Just from I want to see the kingdom of God breaking out in coffee shops and just different restaurants and different places wherever Normal, everyday people go. It doesn't have to be a particular group. And so I found, as I was in prayer, that God began to give me a heart for my, my neighborhood, Anoka. I live very close to the downtown area, and I want to see the kingdom come there. So I've been walking the streets, and the Lord has already begun to give testimonies. I haven't seen a huge harvest come in. I've seen maybe two or three people get saved, but it's two or three more than would have happened if I didn't go out. And so I want to, I want to see... Revival happen, and that's that's what I'm after, and so um, that's my testimony. One of the things that we're seeking to see happen is teams raised up where people have vision, have people gather around and share. If you live in Coon Rapids, Anoka, and and you feel that maybe God would call you to join with Ben and Sarah. They already have a small group there. But if you feel a call to join with them, we're going to pray for Ben tonight. And if you want to... Can I just say one more up. thing? Pardon? Can I just say one more thing? Sure. I, I just wanted to say this because many of you guys know that um, Sarah and I, we had our first child. And Aaron Asher Fisher, he was born on, on February 12th, and he's seven months old now. 
Well, we found out about a month and a half ago that Sarah is pregnant again. So we're very happy about that. Our second is due February 8th, four days away from the birth date of the first. So they are Irish twins, for real. So Irish twins, yeah. So if anybody feels a call that lives up in that area in particular, and you want to come up and stand with him, you're not committing your life, but maybe you'll be a part of that team. Anybody from that area that want to... Whether anybody comes or not, that, that makes no difference. I've gone out alone for months now, so I'm okay if that's what happens. Well, we're going to pray for you. Okay. All right. Yeah, God, um, we thank you for thank Ben. You, we Jesus. thank you for the, the heart that you've given him to see the lost um, come to know you, God, and your, your church restored and revived um, to the, the way that you desire it to be, God. And, and right now we ask um, that you would continue to give him vision and passion, God, love for the lost people in, in his in his city. Um, God, that you'd expand his sphere of influence, God, to, to be even greater reaching God and, and even more authority um, where he is in Anoka. Um, we thank you for the humility that you've given Ben um, and that that speaks to those that, that do not know you, God. The, the great love and passion that he has for you is a testimony in and of itself, God, of the, the conviction that he feels of your reality and, and, and the reality of their situations. And, and so we thank you, God. We, we pray for compassion. Um, Lord, we pray that your, your, your signs and wonders would follow Ben as he's out on the streets. And God, we pray for laborers. We pray for, um, for people that are already in Anoka, God, that, that maybe have been praying for the harvest, God, that you would speak to their hearts and call them to, to join him, God, that you'd set up divine appointments, not just with the lost, but God, with, with brothers and sisters that have been looking, God, that have been faithfully asking for laborers to be sent out, that they can not only be encouraged that, that Ben is an answer to that prayer, God, but that they can be an answer to that prayer and that, that even from our community, God, I pray that tonight um, you would speak to those that you, you are calling there, um, God, that you'd put it in their hearts, deep in their hearts, um, as, a, as a calling, God. Um, establish them firm in that and, and arise, arise a team around Ben um, to go out, God, around your um, heart for the people of Anoka. And we pray these things in your name, Holy Spirit, come. Amen. Thank you, Ben. And, uh, and yeah, that's good. Uh, we, I really appreciate Ben. He, he told me a couple weeks ago that he's going to be going into Anoka and that. Um, a lot of things I've heard is a, that it's a, it's a tough place, and so I'm, I'm very thankful that um, that's going to happen. Molly's going to tell us about um, her heart for um, the the Wiccan and the the pagan people. Um, we just we just moved to Dinky Town, and I was walking by a, a shop there in Dinky Town that that has a bunch of paraphernalia for lots of things, and they they even had a um, just an ad out in front of their store for for supporting the shop at the, the local pagan festival that was coming up. And so um, I actually made me think of, of Molly because I know she had been talking about going there. So not to the festival, but to those people. All right. So, um, so just really briefly, my testimony, I, um, I was raised in kind of loosely Catholic family, uh, got bored with that in high school, turned away, became a pagan, Lived a double life, uh, became a lesbian, uh, became a leader at my pagan, uh, at, of my pagan group in college, and uh, went on to live at the Pagan Retreat Center after college. Uh, life fell apart, came to Jesus. That was six years ago now. Um, yeah. 
So that's just the brief history. Um, and so the Lord's just done a lot uh, for me since then. So I'm extremely thankful for what he's brought me. Um, and now he's just really put it on my heart to uh, be witnessing to those who are in paganism, witchcraft, Wicca, Satanism. Um, and a lot of just that passion comes from that I was the person that no one thought would get saved. I was the person that my friends prayed for me for a decade before they get, got, before I got saved. And so I know that God can save these people. And um, just kind of putting feelers out there, there's not really is there's not really a ministry reaching that population in this city. And we have about twenty thousand witches, and uh, within that population, I can pretty much guarantee you there's some Satanists. There's a Satanist stronghold in this city, and that's affecting our city. Um, and even uh, if we hear like Diane Brask's um, talk about how many different religions have centers here. Uh, there is an effect of, of witchcraft going on in our city. And, uh, you know, there's, there's darkness in those strongholds that is, is feeding other strongholds. So um, it's just really about kind of witnessing to the people and, uh, and seeing who, who the Lord is bringing out because we know that he can. And, uh, and so, so many ministries that are, that are kind of talking about that issue are um, somewhat in fear about it. And, you know, I'm scared too. Satanism is scary. Witchcraft is scary. But we have to know that Jesus is stronger and that we can go in in the, in the authority of Jesus and we can bring people out. And so I just want to bring them out. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. <laughs> for this that would want to pray for Molly? And then are there those that feel a call to be a part of something like this? And I just want to throw out there too, you don't have to have that background to have um, to have authority and uh, influence in that area. Um, the background helps for understanding things and you know there is a certain victory that comes with overcoming, um, but there are also people, I think, in the body that were raised Christian that um, that just have a compassion and a heart for people from a different background than what they had, uh, and those people are extremely useful too. So I just want to say that too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> I'm just going to start speaking and singing in tongues in a moment, and uh, this may be new to some of you here. Don't don't be concerned or alarmed. The Bible says that we can speak with our mind and we can speak with our spirit, 1 Corinthians 14. And uh, we can do that as a group because it happened to uh, different groups where there wasn't an interpretation when it's meant to be a praise to the Lord and a prayer to the Most High God. So I'm going to start singing in English, then I'm going to sing in a tongue, and and then you can join me. Don't join me right away, though. We pray, pour out your spirit, God. Pour out your spirit in this place. Pour out your spirit on your people. Pour out your spirit on those that go against the powers of darkness. Pour out your spirit, Lord. Give them protection. Give them protection against the enemy. Let light shine in the darkness. Darkness never wins over the light. We thank you that you tell us that we have light. We're to let our light shine before men that they may see our good works. 
Jondara, sing with me. You can sing in English or you can sing in a tongue. Jodaradaradara, panjoda tanjo. Jodaradaradaradara, panjoda keje. Jodaradaradaradara, panjo ke kajo. Vodaradaradaradaradara, panjo yashandoro. Vodaradaradaradara, panjo yashandoro. Voje jandaraya, jore kanjaraya, jore kandarara, jore kanjarara. Let your covering be love, O oh God. Let your covering be love. The love of Jesus Christ. We're compelled by the love of Christ, O oh God. We love these people that have left the light, and many of them walked into the darkness. Oh, we call them back. We call them back to the love of God and the truth of Jesus Christ. We say, come back. Come back. Come back to your Father. Come back to your family. We pray. We pray that you would give uh, boldness and the fear of God to these friends of ours and build their team. I pray that you'd give them connections in the Twin Cities. Give them holy connections with those who share the same heart so that they know they're not alone and there are others that have the same call. There is participation. Paul says if there's any participation in the spirit, well, there is. There is participation. There's affection and sympathy. And you can go in that confidence. Thank you, Father, that nothing is too difficult That's right. for you. That's right. And That's right. That's right. That's right. And so there's no fear because of your perfect love, because you're on the throne and you're in charge. That's right. Father, for giving Molly your wisdom, your discernment, your words, your thoughts, your dreams, your vision. Thank you, Father. She will walk in power. Your power by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. The sword of your spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, Molly and company. I was at a conference at Redeeming Love, and I came out in the hallway, and Jill Austin, who is now in heaven but was part of Kansas City and had a prophetic gift, she came up to me and she said, I believe the Lord is saying that you're called to... uh, bring connection between Lutherans and Catholics. I'm a Lutheran pastor, served in, uh, before I was in Lutheran renewal for 17 years, I was a pastor for 25 years in California. So there was a reason for her saying that. I've had a lot of Catholic friends, but I didn't feel that the word was necessarily for me until I went to Norway and I was doing some ministry there. And I went up for ministry and the interpreter that I had, name was Frederick, he said the exact same words that she said. Use some of the same words and said, I believe you're called to bring Lutherans and Catholics together. And so I've prayed for that. I've been open to it, waiting for it to happen. And I was spoke at a Catholic conference a few years ago. This Friday, there's a, a Catholic meeting at St. Thomas because about two months ago, God's Spirit was poured out in a powerful way at St. Thomas when John Tolo and uh, Mike Smith, the pastor at Redeeming Love, and a few others were there, and they said uh, it, it was so remarkable. They'd never seen anything like it, and to see that in a, in a Catholic setting uh, with Catholic students 
And so now they are uh, calling for regular meetings on a monthly basis. And so I'm going to go on Friday and would like some people to go with me from here. I'm going to meet here. I'm going to meet here at 6.30. And I want to know if there are some that feel a call to that. That's, that's a part of where I want to go. I don't, I, that's not as much of the harvest. But for me, I have a strong calling to pray for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And in fact, as we sang, I wanted to say this to you, that some of you asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you asked for the gift of tongues, and you didn't feel like you didn't get it. Well, my theology is that you did get it. And I, I shared this with one of the girls at the Harvest Project. She'd been prayed for several times, and she didn't speak in tongues. And I said, yes, you will. You will right now. She did. Uh, there's some things that the Lord's given me to share with people that just make it easy for them to step in. So if that's you, I'd love to pray with you. You Email me or grab me tonight because I have the confidence that that is for people. It's not weird. It's in the Bible. It's in the book. If it's not in the book, I don't want it. If it's in the book, I want it. If it's in the book, it's, it's not that that's weird. It's I'm weird if I think that's weird because it's a gift of the Spirit. I don't want to speak against something of God that, uh, that builds people up. And uh, I, I can't imagine God saying, this is the gift that builds you up. The Bible says it does. It's, he that speaks in a tongue builds himself up. And uh, I'm going to give it to you, but I'm not going to give it to you. I can't imagine God saying that. This is a gift that he just pours out in the body of Christ. So, so if uh, I'd like prayer for that meeting on Friday night, I look forward to being there. And if it opens up to pray with uh, Catholic brothers and sisters to be filled with the Spirit, I'd love to have a part in that. And, you know, I'm not where every Catholic is in theology. Listen, I'm a Lutheran pastor. I'm not where every Lutheran is. I'm not where you are, for some, maybe in some things. You know, but I'm looking for the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. And where there are differences, I want to I go for the things that are the same. The Catholics that I've known uh, come under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I don't hear about uh, Mary. I hear about Jesus. And so that's, that's why I'm going. I want to make an impact for people for Jesus. So if you want to join with me as we pray, come on up now. And then meet me here at the house at uh, 6.30, and we'll go over there together if, you, if you're not sure now, and, and uh, let me know, because if, uh, I, I need to know about how many are going to be coming. So somebody come and pray for that uh, event at 7.30 at St. Thomas. peace and joy and freedom to those who need you Jesus it's your humility it's, 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 not, it's not about your ministry or your doctrine it's the ability to lay down your life and, and say Jesus I want, what you, I want to go where you want me to go and I don't care what it looks like or how my theology lines up with it I, I'll go wherever you want me to go just teach me and hold me and keep me and make, make me and just hold me on that path and I just thank you that Paul said yes to all those things that he said yes to being on your path wherever that is I thank you that you've, that you've called him to be a bridge. That you, he has the theological training. He has the theological background. But he also has 
the gifts of the Spirit, and he believes That's in your right. Holy Spirit. That's he knows right. that you're, you're, you know that the Holy Spirit promised, and he knows that he knows that it's something we need very direly in this hour if we're going to keep our faith. That's our faith right. is not made of intellectual doctrines; it's made of the Holy Spirit. We cannot right. we cannot hang on to something that we learned from a textbook once. It, what Jesus did not say, you know, Peter, you learned you learned that from a really good textbook. He said, "Your flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but your Father who is in heaven, blessed are you." And so I just ask that you would just pour out your blessing of the Holy Spirit, that you would just you pour out, you pour out not revelation from man, but divine revelation. I just thank you that you just give Paul the words to speak and the way to and help to help Catholics and help people who are theologically blinded just to really to cut through the doctrine and just say this is this is this is where it comes from in the Word. I thank you that he's a man of the Word, and I thank you for his humility, and I thank you for his ability to stick with the people that don't that everyone else has given up on. I thank you that he just has a at heart to go after anybody. And everybody who's lost, no matter how far they, no matter how far they've fallen, in Jesus' name. Jesus. Yes, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about uh, the, your Spirit. Um, and uh, in order to really bring the harvest together, Lord, we need to see a, a move like this, and we we embrace it, and we embrace uh, how you want to use this to impact this community. And uh, and the nation and the world, so Lord, uh, bring it about and uh, anoint it. Anoint Paul. Anoint that meeting that night. And uh, I pray a team would come together from here and from the surrounding area to to back this and be a part of it. In the name of Jesus, we we thank you that you're doing it. Amen. Amen. Mm. So now we're simply throwing throwing the net out and saying, has the Lord spoken to you about a people group or a place? Because if he has, as we form small groups, we had 50 of you that signed names that you wanted to be a part of a small group. And as we thought about how those would come together, we could just engineer that ourselves. What if instead of we engineering it, people who had vision would go, with people that had a similar vision, so they became missional groups, not just small groups, that they would have accountability, that they'd have a Bible study, but they'd have a missional purpose, and that at the end result of that, eight months later, is that there may be a groups meeting at Anoka, or if God so willed, a church in Anoka, that there be people who have come out of witchcraft and are sharing in a Bible study together. See, the, the harvest is plentiful. It's plentiful. And we want you, you involved in that. And so please be praying. We're going to be speaking about the harvest the next few weeks. Next week, Robert Walter is going to share some of his experiences around the world. He's going to share some stories about his involvement in the harvest in China where 30,000 are coming to the Lord every day. 30,000. That's a plentiful harvest. And then Diane Brask will be back, and then John Tolo and, and uh, Bob Ryan. So we'll be talking a lot about the harvest, but please be praying about the harvest. So what we're going to do now is we're going to turn this into a, a prayer time. Anything else that, uh, that I may have missed? Anything? Any, anybody feel a strong inclination toward a place, and they feel that that's uh, okay? So we're going to turn this into a prayer time. We're going to hit the hit the lights. Are there any students here from the U of M? And there's nobody. 
There are Japanese groups. There are Chinese groups. We've been involved with a Japanese group at the U, and we have, we're going to have a party here in December. If you like connecting with Japanese, we'd love to connect you with a Japanese ministry or Chinese. Or We're, a, we're also uh, looking into the Korean community. There are 6,000 right here in Roseville. If you have a burden for that, I'd like to talk to you because we've already made some contacts, and we're going to be making more contacts. If some of you have contacts, and you can say, I know some people in this people group or in this campus we want to do this together and we don't want you to be watching us we want you to be right in the center of it so i'm going to pray and then uh we're going to just spin around no more than three in a group two or three pray the harvest pray whatever is on your heart regarding the harvest now we'll have people up front to pray with you if your heart is being stirred and you're saying i I want God to touch me, touch my heart deeper so that I can be a part of the harvest. My, let God, let God move in your heart. And then after a few minutes, uh, we'll head upstairs. Those that, uh, want to be, who are newbies, you go all the way to the, to the end and, uh, either Bob or Brandon will be there. No, that's a newbie, 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 Friday. No, not just men's. No, men and women. It's, it's, yeah, both. Yes. Do you want to, would you like to pray for that? Okay, come on up. Yeah, and if if you have that burden and there others do, I know that some do, and we've watched uh, a movie here about that. What's your name? Ah, uh, Sarah. Sarah, you're new here tonight, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And she's uh, she wants to pray for sex trafficking, and so that may be a group. You know, there's a lot of that going on in our beloved Twin Cities. Anybody else so, that wants to come? So if, if there are those here that have been involved in that, want to stand. Father, I just lift up these hearts to you, Father, the ones that are that are, are hurt and are dying. And I ask that, Father, the ones that are um, that are um, being abused by these men, Father, and I ask that you will be a father to them and that you will step in the gap for these men and for these children, Father. And I ask that your heart for them will come out, Father, and I pray this in your name. And I ask that you would just cause the pain to stop, and I ask that you would cause an end to this. Um, this torture, Father, this torture, and I pray that this this is just wrong. Father, this is wrong, and I ask that you would um, cause things to go in the direction that you have for these children, Lord, and I ask this in your name, Lord. Um, Father, break the abuse cycles, Lord, and I ask that you would um, that you would uh, cause this to stop and that, um, that you would just end this, Lord, um, in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. You announced as well on 
Do you want to do you want to do it? You want to, you can do it if you want to. Andrew's leading an outreach Saturday at Sojourn. That's on 18th Street just off University in Minneapolis and he'll be leading that. You're welcome if you want to if you're new at this and just want to get experience and go out for an outreach. That would be a wonderful thing. Just hold your hands out. Father, we want to clear the deck by saying that we are very sorry that that you have had an urgency in the harvest that we have not shared. That your heart is urgent. And when you see people die, we know that your heart breaks. And we know that... Uh, When people are saved, you see the fruit of the travail of your soul, and you are pleased. And it's our desire that you would see the fruit of the travail of your soul a thousand, a hundred thousand times over right among us in this city. We pray, God, send out labors. Send out labors from this room into the harvest. Oh, God, thrust forth labors. We pray against passivity. We pray against inwardness. We pray against jealousy or envy or judgment that, that makes us passive, that, that paralyzes us, that keeps us. I pray for a heart of forgiveness that we will be able to forgive other people so that we can move past the passivity created by unforgiveness and bitterness. We pray that you would heal us so that we could go out in a healthy way. We pray that our motive would not be to uh, to get another mark, but it would be love for lost people. Move deeply in our hearts, Lord, so that our motive is right. And we don't want to go across the world before we go across the street. So teach us where our Jerusalem is, and our Judea, and our Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth. The Lord bless you. Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to bring you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding great joy and to our only God and Savior be glory and praise and honor now and forevermore. Amen. It's prayer time now. It's, it's going to be pretty soon it's going to be fellowship time. But right now, we turn this into a prayer meeting. There will be prayer up here if you want to come up for prayer. But please now just turn to somebody close to you and pray into the harvest. It may be a burden on your heart, a, lo- a longing, a desire for somebody, but pray the harvest. And then in a few minutes, we'll announce and go upstairs for the newbie meeting. And there's food up there as well.